0: What it means to be chosen. Would you please stand with me with your Bibles today and let's turn to the book of Ephesians. I want to look at uh, chapter number one, the first seven verses of Ephesians. We welcome all of those that are watching online today. Maybe you're the one that this message is intended for. God knew who would be here. He knew who would be listening. Amen. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him, Before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ, to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Wow. There's about 15 good sermons in those seven verses. (laughs) It's loaded with with all kind of beautiful spiritual truths. But I want to focus today on the, the verse, verse number four, amen. According as he hath chosen us, in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love you may be seated the importance of being chosen hallelujah now how many of you remember what it was like when you were a child and teams were being chosen to play football baseball basketball volleyball four square you know you were having you would have teams uh, chosen and you all line up, you got two team captains, I'll take him, I'll take her, you know. I always never, I never wanted to be that last person. Because that sent a strong message. (laughs) Really nobody wanted you, but since you're the leftover, somebody's going to have to take you. That's just kind of the way it was. It kind of told him, you know, he's not a slugger, but you know, maybe he can plug that hole there in the outfield. She's not really good at volleyball; she'll probably let a lot of them fall. But we'll we'll put maybe she'll get lucky and get one back over the net. So I, I never wanted to be that last person, but use if someone has to be, it's kind of awkward because you're standing there and you know everybody's looking at you, and you can well, you take him. No, you can have him. You 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 know. That's just kind of the way it is. You feel sorry for him. And it was really nice when you were the first one that was chosen. You're in that lineup. They said, boy, I tell you what, he's a heavy hitter. I want him. He's real good at first base. He's a good pitcher. She's great spiking it over the net, you know. You're one of the first ones. That's a good feeling because it lets you know how valuable a player you are or showed maybe how popular you are. Or maybe how good a friend you were with the team captain. I've seen situations where the team captain chose their best friend who wasn't that good a player, ended up costing them the game. But anyway, that's another story. But the world has, uh, you know, a lot of things that they choose and they pick. They pick heads of corporations and they choose heads of clubs and, and they pick MVPs for their awards and we choose politicians, yeah. And beauty contests, you know, they pick a winner, and and their talent contests, you know, who can eat the most hot dogs and who can yodel the best. I don't know if you yodel here in Denver or not. We do down south some. Who's the best baker of apple pies and, and that type thing. And I suppose it's always nice to be chosen the winner in these various categories. And the world has other types of choosing that they do. They picked the winner in the lottery, what I call the lottery of life. People, you I'm an older guy, as you can easily tell. So you know, lots of times we talk about people that won life's lottery, We people like Elvis Presley come to mind. Yeah. Sat on a church pew much like you are doing today as a young man, but as you know, became the king of rock and roll, fabulously uh, wealthy, famous, Everything he could ever want in his fingertips, except happiness, unfortunately, but anyway that 's another story, but he was one of life 's winners in life 's lottery, and they chose people like Marilyn monroe and and, and, and the beatles and and they've picked wall street gurus and and they 've picked fashion models and they've picked movie stars and singers and and on and on the list goes and you know, these people are chosen by the world and they're held up with some great esteem and, and, and adoration even though they might be people of questionable character. They may not have uh, the best morals in life, but they have been chosen by the world and, uh, and the world follows their every move and, and buys all of their latest endorsed products and even uh, tries to imitate them. We were in Bolivia... Uh, serving as missionaries. We had a young lady came down on the AIM term uh, for about three months and uh, we did not really know her personally but she uh, was very dedicated to the Lord, still serving the Lord today, doing great. But uh, she told us her story. She said, before I came to the Lord, I was a deadhead. Now who knows what a deadhead is? A lot of you think that's somebody that's just lazy. Well, a deadhead was some. Body that used to be an avid fan of a group called the Grateful Dead. She was kind of a groupie and just followed them around the best she could and started imitating their lifestyle with the dreadlocks and the sleeping on the, you know, out under a tree in the park. It was just horrible the way she lived, but that was her life. She was imitating her idol, imitating what she had chosen in in life to follow. But thank God that didn't, that's not her story today. Hallelujah. She came in the church, Lord, revolutionized her life. And uh, she's a great Christian lady today. But it's so bad many times, especially among young people, that they can give you every detail of their chosen one, their star, their hero, but they can't tell you who the governor of their state is. Yeah. That's, that's how devoted they are to the one they've chosen. And people, you know, uh, they often do ridiculous things trying to make a name for themselves because that's what they want to do, become one of the world's chosen. That's the reason, from what I understand, you can get on the Internet and find people doing all kind of crazy videos, you know, doing stuff that's literally dangerous. But they're hoping somebody will notice them. They're hoping somebody will, 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 will like them and choose them over others that are doing other crazy things. They want approval. They want to be chosen. But that is not important to me today, to be chosen by this world. It should not be cho- important to you either because there's someone who is far greater than this world, far more important than anything or anybody in this world and being chosen by him. Hallelujah. Pales. Amen. Amen. Makes any chosen one in the world pale by comparison. And I'm talking about being chosen by almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. After all, there is none like him. He's the almighty. The author of all life. The perfect one. Hallelujah. Immutable, eternal, all knowing, all powerful. Hallelujah. He has no equal. He has a name that's above every name. Everyone in heaven and earth is going to bow an knee to him and proclaim, You are the Lord, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. Amen. I'm talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. But when we think of who he is and then realize we have been chosen by him, chosen by him, look at John chapter 15, verses 15 and 16 with me, if you will, John, I did not give them a list of scriptures back there in the the media booth, but if they're fast and quick, they look like young people, they can probably do it. Uh, John 15, 15 and 16. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for a servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard of my Father I have been known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained that you should go forth, bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain. Whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Hallelujah. Now, Think about how many people are alive in the world at this, this very moment. The statistics I looked up, somewhere around 7.7 billion people. Now that's a lot of folks. I can remember when the world population was only like 3 billion, 4 billion people. Yeah, when I was just a young, young man. It's doubled in my lifetime. Almost 8 billion people. Now, considering how many folks are alive in the world, think about how many have been chosen by God to be saved. So he he died for the whole world, and he did. But you have been chosen by him. Truth has been revealed to you. Amen. And you accepted that truth. You obeyed that truth and it resulted in you being saved. Hallelujah. How many people in this world today have been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence with speaking in tongues out of that 7.7 billion? I don't know what the percentage is, but it's probably pretty small. But many of you are in that group. Amen. Amen. You talk about privileged people. We are privileged beyond what we can even understand today. Beyond our mental comprehension. Hallelujah. He has chosen us to be freed from this horrible pit of sin that all of us were mired in. From the terrible consequences that sin brings. He has chosen us, hallelujah, that we would not have to be slaves to Satan. He chose us so we wouldn't have to suffer the consequences of eternity away from him in a lake of fire. That's just some of the benefits. Amen. And I think that a lot of Christians and those of you that maybe be struggling with your spiritual identity today, maybe a little discouragement, I think you are living way below your privilege and you don't understand that you're doing that because you don't realize who you really are. You don't. You don't really really realize who is alive in you. The creator of the universe lives in you. Amen. I know who you look at in the mirror every morning, but if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, that's not really who you are. (laughs) That's the old flesh that the Spirit of God lives in. Amen. But he has destined for you to be far more than you ever realized you could ever be. Hallelujah. Amen. You've been chosen by God of the universe to be his. Now, being chosen by him is not all there is to it. We are not only chosen by him. Everybody say, by him. him. But Paul said in Ephesians chapter 1, we are chosen in him. Everybody say, in him. him. Now, I want to go back and read those verses 3 through 6, chapter 1 of Ephesians one more time. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I'm reading out of the NIV for the sake of clarity. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy, blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Wow. So what does it mean, chosen in Him? This is exciting. I was I was in prayer several years ago, and the Lord showed me something in this verse I just had never seen. Chosen in Him, and it has blessed my life over and over. And I hope it's a blessing to someone today. Hallelujah! You see, uh, the the Greek word in pri- means a primary preposition denoting fixed. Position in place, time, and state. In other words, we are not an afterthought in God's plan for mankind. We're not leftovers. We're not a quick fix. No. <laughs> we are the primary part of His salvation plan. I said we are the primary part of his salvation plan. Hallelujah. I want you to see the difference and the significance of being chosen by him and chosen in him. First of all, it means that God made us a part of the plan of redemption for fallen man even before the world was created. Before man had ever sinned, God made us a part of the redemption plan. Hallelujah. You say, How did he do that? He did it by designing his redemption plan to make us his children. Hallelujah. We're not only saved from the evils of sin, but we have been made the children of Almighty God, literally. John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. St. John 1, 12 and 13, yet to all IV again who receive him to those who believed in his name, he gave the right or the ability to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor a husband's will, but born of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can be chosen by a family to live with them, and that may be good if you're destitute and needy, but you're just living with the family. You're not in the family. Yeah? Amen. You're just with the family. And I've, I've got folks, I've got family, you know, that uh, when they come to my house, they can go to my refrigerator and open it, go through there, fix You know, find something to eat or drink, whatever. And I don't say a word to them. They're family. But folks, I know I just wouldn't want them coming in my house and doing that. Because I may know them and, and like them as people, but they're not family. Amen. And you may go as far as to even save someone's life, someone who is drowning. Which would be great. That would make you a savior of that person's life. And I'm sure the person would be grateful that you saved them, but that still would not make the person you saved a part of your family. It would just make them grateful to you that you saved their life. Amen. So uh, when God decided to to save us and make us part of his redemption plan, he said, I'm going to make them my family. I will give them the ability to be born into my family. That's the reason he t- looked at Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. He looked and said, I tell you the truth, NIV again, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of the Spirit. Amen. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. Hallelujah. That's the reason we emphasize so much and so often the message of salvation, of repentance, and baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It is the spiritual birth process. And that's the only way to get into the family. You can't join the family of your own volition by your own decision. You cannot. God chose us and said, I'm going to give you the ability to be born into my family. And that's exactly what happened to me over 55 years ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And it's happened to many of you, probably some of you longer than 55 years, like Elder Haman and Sister Haman. Hallelujah. What a wonderful experience it was to be born into God's family. Hallelujah. Now, secondly... Being chosen in him also means that God determined from the beginning that would not only be a member of his family, but that we would be his body. Think of that. His spiritual body in the earth. So we're not only saved by God. We're not only a a spiritual child of his, but we actually have become a part of him. Think about that. Amen. We are his body. We are literally in him. Look at uh, what the uh, disciples said in John chapter 17. When Jesus prayed for his disciples before he was crucified, notice the wording, NIV once again, John 17, 20 through 21. My prayer is not for them only. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that's us, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So we're literally in him. We have become a part of his body. And Paul explained that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 13. The body's a unit, though it's made up of many members, and through all, though all the parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we're all baptized by one spirit into the body, whether Jew or Greek, slave or free, and we are all given the one spirit to drink. Skipping down to verse 27 of chapter 12. Now you are the body of Christ, each one of you as a part of it. We are literally in him. What a privileged people we are today. Amen. Before the Almighty ever spoke the world into existence, he determined to make us a part of himself. He chose not only to save us, but to make his children and to make us a part of his body. So if you've been going around and the devil's been telling you some crazy things for the last few days because of what's going on in the world, you need to say, Satan, don't just get out of here. Don't mess with me. You don't know who I am. Hallelujah. And when you realize who you really are, let me tell you, discouragement is something that doesn't bother you that much. Amen. You wake up every day and say, thank you, Jesus, for another day. Thank you for another day to, to do your will in the earth. Amen. You're not thinking, well, am I going to be able to survive this day? No, you know you can survive that day because of who lives in you and you and him. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Now, the world may look at us. They may feel sorry for us. I'm sure that your neighbors watch you go to church on a regular basis or used to be regular basis, but, you know, it's kind of crazy now. And they would think, those poor folks, I don't have any fun at all. All they do is get in their car, dressed up, and go to church. You know, they don't ever go you know, with us to different places that I could name today, the bars and the, and the dance halls and all this kind of, they don't do that kind of stuff. They, they, are, they, they just are, live a dull life if they only knew the truth. <laughs> I said, if they only knew the truth. We come into this place and we are overcome with joy and thanksgiving and praise and love. Hallelujah. And we can walk in maybe feeling a a little down, but we walk in, we, we walk out stepping high saying, thank you, Jesus, for that fresh touch. Thank you, Jesus, for that fresh anointing. Thank you, Jesus, for that fresh move in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me direction. Hallelujah. They have no reason to feel sorry for us. No, we haven't won the world's lottery, but we've won something much better. We have been chosen in him. Hallelujah. So don't be despondent. Don't be sad. If you don't measure up to what the world thinks is a great person, they're not your judge. Oh, they'll pronounce their opinions readily, but they're not your judge. He's your judge. And he has favored you by cho- choosing you in him. Amen. So don't let the devil try and discourage you with any of that. Just remind the devil, hey, you may talk about my past and where I came from. I'm going to remind you of your future. Yeah. Where, you're where you're headed, exactly. And I'm also going to remind you, i am chosen in him. Now, but much like an earthly, a child of an earthly king, when a A child's born into a royal family. He may look just like any other child. He's out there playing with other children. You just look at the whole bunch of them. You couldn't pick him out. He may play ball and climb trees and chase bugs and have bicycle wrecks and scratch his knees and elbows like a normal child would do. But he's not like every other child that he's out there playing with. What's the difference? He has royal blood flowing through his veins you may not be able to tell it just by looking at him but one day he is destined to sit on the throne <laughs> looks just like a normal boy but you see he has a royal heritage amen and so we may look just like ordinary people to the world in, in some degree Going to work, buying you know, buying a house, putting our kids through school, all that kind of stuff. But there will come one day when there's a trumpet that's going to sound, and they're going to realize at that moment they're not just normal people. I knew something was different. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I think that trumpet that just sounded lets me know who they really are. Hallelujah! They are children of the King, and just like the resurrection validated Jesus's identity as the Almighty God robed in flesh, the rapture. Trumpet will reveal us as the true children of Almighty God, a royal people, a chosen people in Him. Amen. But it doesn't end there. You see, one day the one who chose us in Him is going to say, Listen carefully, come and sit with me in my throne. Come and sit with me. You ever wonder what it's like to sit, be sitting on a royal throne? You'll know someday. Yeah. Because look at Revelation chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof, for thou was slain has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue, people, and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests. And we shall what? Reign on the earth. Revelation 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Revelation 22, verse 5. There shall be no night there, they need no candle neither light of the sun, for the Lord God hath given them, giveth them light and they shall reign for ever and ever. A kingdom that has no end, Isaiah said. Hallelujah. Ever and ever. So I told you at the beginning, I'm going to tell you why the devil hates you so bad. This is it. This is it in a nutshell. You remember when he was in heaven, what did he want to do? He wanted to make a throne that was equal with God and receive the praise and adoration that only belongs to God. He tried to usurp a place that did not belong to him. And now he's watching you and me who have been chosen in him and we're going to be given the throne. We're going to sit with God in his throne, the Bible said. So when he looks at us, he is green with jealousy. We are going to occupy the place that he has sought so hard to obtain and will never be able to obtain. <laughs> so we can look at the devil when he comes around trying to, we can say, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. No. I'm going to sit where you've wanted to sit and not going to be able to. Amen. I'm going to sit with the Heavenly Father in his throne. What you wanted and tried to take and and failed, he's given it to us. He's given it to us. He's inviting us to sit with him. Hallelujah. Forever and ever. He cannot stand the thought that one day you'll occupy the very place he wanted to sit. Amen. So don't feel sorry for me. Don't feel sorry for yourself. You've been chosen in him. You're his child. You're a member of his body. There is royal blood flowing through your veins. One day you'll sit with him in his throne.